Hello there, dear listener. I am bringing you a new episode today that is our first episode with a Star Wars collector. I recently toured the collection of and then sat down with Will Megalio, aka Darth Tuba. I've known Will for a really long time and we were way overdue to sit down and talk about Star Wars. Uh, he told me a lot of awesome stories about his time as a collector since 1977, not to mention about a few of the pieces in his collection, some of his really good stories that he has and I'm really excited for you to hear it. I'm going to be talking to way more collectors on this journey. I think collecting is one of the coolest parts of Star Wars fandom. So I hope you enjoy this chat. When you're done listening, make sure you check out the show notes for a link to the Darth Tuba YouTube page which will feature a video of me going through the collection with Will. It was so fun. So definitely check that out and I hope you enjoy this new episode. I'm Kara DJ, and you're listening to Into a Larger World, the podcast. That's good. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Will, I am so happy to be here with you today. It is still hard not to call you Mr. Megalio. Um, I know Will because he is a band teacher at my alma mater high school. And I am in your Star Wars collection right now. I'm in it. <laughs> and it's incredible. Well, so, thank hello. Thank, thank you, you for being here today. Well, thank you for letting me be on. So, this is my first chat with a collector i hope to have many many more i'm very fascinated by collectors by the collecting community by the culture around collecting it i think it's so interesting um but so let's talk about you what was your i think i know the answer to this based on what i've seen in your basement <laughs> but what was your entry point for star wars well my entry point was star wars there you go <laughs> no, i am i am of that age that yes. the uh the film came out in 1977 and i was six years old wow now we had not uh been strangers my family and i have a brother who's three years older than Mm -hmm. me and we had not been strangers to um movie or tv show tie-ins we have in fact it's kind of hidden behind over there but there's star trek some star trek mego figures okay my brother collected them. he's a little bit older um we also had like the superheroes the marvel and dc heroes planet of the apes which was a movie sure that was a thing but back then it was just these were toys that were were really popular at that moment because the movie came out mm-hmm. and you played with them. But I was too young to fully grasp because at that point I was only like two or three years old. Okay. Then Star Wars comes out and I'm six and I go to the movie theater. Now, I'm not the kind of person who... I know I went to the Hunterdon Theater. Oh, my which gosh. Is where there's, it's a Walgreens now. Not, not, you know, <laughs> so far less exciting than it used to be. <laughs> it's this beautiful big theater with an upper balcony and, and wow. just gigantic screen. And, we, and there was a line around the theater. To go in. We got in. We go to see it. And you know the story. It just, uh-huh. you know, as a kid, it just blew me away. And, I, you know, I was almost like not able to tell what is real, what is not. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just so crazy. And then, you know, I don't remember, honestly, if I saw it twice, if I saw it three times. Mm. I know I saw it. And I know I'm, I, but I'm, I wasn't the kind of person to go in and see it over and over and over again. Right. But instead, uh, what happened was I ended up with... An album my, my parents got me, The Story of Star Wars. 
Okay. Now, kids, this is before VHS and DVD and streaming. And our only entry point into mm-hmm. Star Wars, other than going into the theater, was either reading the books, reading right. the comic books. But in my case, it was the story of Star Wars album. So that's what... And it was basically like a 40-minute, 20 minutes on each side mm-hmm. telling of the story. They had a narrator... And it was a, uh, you know, they hear sound effects and music. Sure. You heard the dialogue. The Ben Burt goodness yes, was in there. it was yeah. all there, but it was compressed to okay. a very, very short, you know, 20 minutes on one side, flip the record, 20 minutes the other side. And I would just listen to it over and over and over again. And, you know, there were some storybooks and things like that. Because mm-hmm. the first year, remember, there wasn't any toys. Right. Then I remember going into a, I think it was a Sears or a JCPenney's, in like the Quaker Bridge Mall. Oh my gosh. Which was the only mall at the time, or, uh-huh. you know, the bigger mall. And there were a whole line of figures. Finally, you know, half a year. I never did the early bird thing. Right. Like I just went in with my brother and there was all these toys and we get to pick, like, I think we like to pick two. So I think my brother picked, I want to say Chewbacca and <laughs> Vader. And I picked R2 and Luke, I think. Okay. <laughs> And, and that was my first experience, like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this movie, the story is ingrained in my head. And now I have these figures. You could touch could it. You could, exactly. Right. And it just became this, you know, it just imprinted on me. Wow. And then, uh, you know, of course, lo and behold, birthdays come around, Christmas comes around, and I'm looking down on, under the tree, and there's an X-Wing, and mm-hmm. there's a Death Star space station, and there was all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I would play the album and i would act everything out oh my gosh you know as it went which was not so good for the death star toy right <laughs> because when it for those of you who didn't ever, ever no, the death star was this beautiful toy it had like three levels and i've, it had, I've definitely seen pictures the, of it right yeah. it just it was like it was like they took a a little like a pie of it a pie of the death star uh-huh. and they made it into a playset. but when it it came apart it was it was wow. designed to take to be put in pieces you didn't have to keep it together because it's so big so when the Death Star blew up and just threw it in the air <laughs> it, it was fine it, it could it was resilient that's it could, good it could, it could handle it wow. but fast forward years later you know when I was growing out of it and maybe doing other things and my mom saw this big pile of junk <gasps> and she threw it away she thought it was a broken toy so you know, ten years later, a toy show, and eighty five dollars later, I had to end up, which which now is a steal, right? But yeah, I ended right. up having to buy it again. That's the only original Star Wars toy I had to rebuy. Wow. Everything else I kept. But. You did, yes. So that so that was really when your collecting began was all Just, the way back then. Yeah, it really started then, and you know, of course, I got into other things. You know, GI Joe came out, and He Man. I wasn't really into He Man, but GI Joe and Transformers I liked. Okay, but, but it was just at that time in the eighties when I was switching gears, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about my career. I wanted to be, obviously wanted to do music. Right. I wanted to do something with music and, and things just changed, you know? Sure. And, and, uh, I didn't, I never abandoned my Star Wars fandom, but there wasn't a lot going on. So yeah. I just put everything in boxes, put it in the basement. And yeah. I never, I remember when it came to, you know, everything else, like, like uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers, I, <laughs> I gave all that stuff away. Stupid me. I should have kept, <laughs> kept it. Kept some of it, right? Well, but I gave it to a friend of mine who was younger than me and okay. was still into it. But the Star Wars, no. I kept a lot. And, and you know, then, then that, but then that's when we started getting into that nostalgic putsch in mm-hmm. the 90s. and um, Like special editions or before that even? Even before that. Before I mean, that. I remember uh, 91, the Heir to the Empire. Book, yes. Timothy okay. Zahn. Um, there were books. I mean... There was a little bit of stuff going on between them, but it really wasn't much. Right. Um, 
But that night, but that book was probably where it really became. Well, two things happened. That book came out, mm-hmm. but also, I was in college. I was earning money, and I had slightly, income. you know, disposable income. <laughs> and there was this beautiful antique store in Fleming, the Flemington Antique Center. It's not oh. there. The whole building is gone. It's not even there anymore. Oh man, I know. But the <laughs> woman who owned, you know, how antique stores are. There's like yes. usually booths all the way up and down. Those yes, rooms. and and the booths are run by different antique dealers and they just kind of put their stuff there and it's yes. like a consignment type of thing. Well, the woman who owned the whole building, the mm-hmm. whole the whole antique store, was a huge Star Wars fan. Oh. So she had a big, huge booth that had all this great vintage goodness and reasonably priced ooh, for me ooh, as, ooh, a, ooh. as a college kid on a college income. Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of go there once a week, once a month and pick up, this, pick, you know, little stuff. You know, I'd pick up a glass. I'd pick up one of those ceramics. Right. I'd pick up... Uh, maybe an action figure, something like that. And and then I started realizing that, hmm, there's something to this Something's collecting. Happening, yes. Something's <laughs> happening. So that's kind of where it went from just being a childhood, mm-hmm. you know, memory to something more. Okay, that makes sense. And then when it came around the time of, like, the prequels, what was that like to see it go from, like you said, there's really not much going on, and then, like, special editions, a little bit more starts coming out, and then Phantom Menace, it's like, you can't, buy a bag of Doritos without seeing, <laughs> well, you know, like yeah. it, it went, it went exploded in those first in the nineties, in the late nineties for the prequels it exploded. But I will say that the real, uh, for me, the real exciting thing happened when I read somewhere, I think it was maybe in toy shop magazine or something, mm-hmm. or maybe Starlog or something that, that Hasbro and Kenner, Hasbro owned Kenner and Kenner was going to release new figures. There you go. And that's for me okay. when the collector that's thing, interesting. that was, was okay. 94, 95. Well, funny story about that. And and I do have to mention um, on this that, you know, none of this happens without <laughs> what is a line from there's a line from uh, I think it's Bruce Almighty mm-hmm. that Jim Carrey says like for every successful man there's a woman behind him rolling her eyes. <laughs> and, and that and and, and I, I say that in jest, but Cindy Magalio, my wife, um, was definitely a trooper. And sure. while somebody who didn't share my, you know, obsessive fandom, mm-hmm. she appreciated my passion for it. And, you know, she shares an interest in it now, yeah. not so much as a collector, but just loving the new movies that come out. She gets it. She she gets, she gets it. it and yes. she gets behind it. Um, she does, you know, p- play the voice of reason, you know, like make sure the bills you are paid. You and, oh, you that. do. You do. Because, you know, we have a, we raised a daughter, we bought a sure. house, you know, we did all of the adulting things. Yeah. And I'm, I do not regret that one bit, you know, because exactly. even me for, for, you know, I guess for me, it's like most of the things that you see around this collection are, you know, a dollar here, $10 here, $50 yeah, there, $20 yeah. there. So, you know, I could never look at something, I didn't pay 5000 for that. You know? Right, I wouldn't exactly. pay 5 I look at $5,000 and think, oh my God, I could, you know pay off my daughter's college or exactly that, you know, or i can pay off our car mm-hmm. so i would never take a large sum like that and do that so you sure. know city taught me a lot of responsibility with that <laughs> but i will say the funny story is that you know when we were getting married we got engaged and this was in 94 mm-hmm. and they we bought a house before we got married but mm-hmm. i didn't move into it right away i didn't wait until we were married it was just down the street from us so mm-hmm. i just started moving my stuff in during the preparatory time for our wedding oh. and there was a garage, and in the garage, it was a. They had the, the previous owners had pre-built this huge like storage shelf. Oh, okay. We couldn't even put a car in there, so it was just storage shelf. I went, oh, so well, I could just put all my stuff in there. So you know, I started putting just you know my clothes and things like that nature. And then I realized that in the basement, I had about twenty boxes of Star Wars collectibles Ooh. in these 
you know, kind of file boxes. So I said, all right, I've got to put them in there too. So I put mm-hmm. them in there, put them in there. And then like a week before the wedding, I got to remember, Cindy and I are dating all this time. We're doing other things. My Star Wars stuff's in the basement. It's 92, 93, 94. There is no Star Wars out. Right. The only Star Wars she saw of me doing anything of is reading the Heir to the Empire book. Okay. So then she, so then you know, a week or two before the wedding, she comes in, and, you know, she comes home from work, and I've put all the boxes in there, and she <laughs> looks at me, what are all these boxes? Oh, my gosh. And I said, oh, that's my Star Wars collection. And she looks at me, your Star Wars collection? I said, yeah, didn't I mention that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and I think at that moment, too, I was like, uh, what have I just agreed to? Interesting. But, hmm, that's funny. You know, with with the you know with the passing of years, yeah, it, it was we actually turned that garage into a room, and it was a, both a playroom for our, eventually we had our daughter Krina, and then it was but you know there was a display case mm-hmm. off to the side, then a shelf, then two shelves, mm-hmm. then three, three shelves because around ninety four <laughs> that's when Hasbro and Kenner announced that they're going to start doing it. so that okay. was a pivotal point. That so. makes sense. All right, and then so I have this thing where I don't know if you remember in Solo. Tobias Beckett says to Han, if you do this and you're in this life for good. Uh, yes. And I wonder, do you have, because I know I do, do you have like a moment in your Star Wars fandom where you were like, all right, this is, I'm in it now. I'm in it for life. Oh, Or gosh. was it because you've had it for so long? Has it just been? I think, I gotta say, <laughs> it's probably when they announced the prequels. Mm-hmm. Okay. You okay. were mentioning that before. When they announced the prequels. Um, you know, I knew that the special edition was happening. Yes. The special edition was awesome. Yeah. I, and by the way, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a hater. I'm not a, <laughs> people ask me what's my favorite Star Wars. I tell them what the one I'm watching now. I love okay, that. Because I, because I find stuff to love about every Star Wars yes. iteration, including the holiday special. Although Same. not all, of, although not all of it. There's, there's some weird stuff there's going some, on, but there's, there's some, some fun. There's some, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm it's a big, be I was, ra- because again, I was raised on, uh, you know. A variety shows. Of course, so yeah. It, never, it didn't seem odd to me, you know. I was like, okay, there's yeah. Luke, there's Leia, there's Art Carney. We're good, <laughs> you know. It's okay. Anyway, oh, <laughs> so, God. but everything that we had up until that point, there was a reasonable amount up to the special editions. There was mm-hmm. a reasonable amount of, you know, some some product coming out, some things getting ready, and then they announced the prequels, and yeah. and then they announced, and I'm trying to remember if the the PepsiCo deal. Was before the special edition or be- right after the special edition? Oh, that's a good question. I think it was before, but yeah. may- because it was a four billion dollar deal, which oh is a, which was a monetary amount I could not fathom. No, and I thought, okay, they're going to be now. You know, it's going to be Pepsi cans. It's going to be you know PepsiCo. I figured mm. it's going to be premiums for you know like toys and maybe fast fast food sure, chains yeah. like Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, whatever. But I had no idea when they announced it to when they actually did it, particularly for the prequels. They did some stuff for the for the special edition, but then it just kicked into high gear. And every and everywhere you looked, everywhere. every every Lay's potato chip bag, yep. every free lay bag, every you go and it wasn't like, you know, I was used to Happy Meal toys at McDonald's where you collect all six. Or collect all uh-huh. eight. And this was like collect all twenty three oh in three separate restaurants. So it's collect <laughs> all seventy five. And I'm like, all right, that was when I said <laughs> Okay, when you're in this life, you're in this, this life. Is this, this is it. This is it. <laughs> and and it wasn't, but I will say this. I never, mm. not from day one, ever intended to be a completist. Right. It was more of a thrill of the hunt. Sure, yeah. You know, because um, I knew, you know, I had followed the exploits of Steve Sansweet, who was probably Icon, the legend. iconic collector 
who now has his own museum. Amazing. And even he doesn't have everything, you know, even, and I remember reading an article right when episode one came out Mm -hmm. or when episode one product was released, Mm -hmm. because that's a whole other thing. (laughs) Folks. <laughs> because they had this thing called Midnight Madness. Oh my gosh, I've heard of I've, I've been to all stories. three. I've been to four. No. Did that saying? become Force Friday? Yes. Okay. Uh, they did one for episode, but they did Midnight Madness for episode one, two, and three. Oh they did gosh. one for the Clone Wars, and they did one Force Friday for both uh, episode seven and eight. I don't think they had one for nine as much. I think I went to Target and they maybe put out a few things, right. but it wasn't. No, it wasn't this yeah, big of a no. deal. But. Episode one, Midnight Madness, mm-hmm. I went. And mm-hmm. it was it was like walking into this room. Oh, my God. But, like, all packaged. I mean, in Toys R Us, it was literally... Like, I got to give it up for our Bridgewater Toys R Us because they actually had cake. Oh, that's so <laughs> they sweet. They had people dressed up and they had cake and they were playing music. Oh they made gosh, it a big deal. that's so fun. And there was a good maybe 200 people, maybe 150, wow. 200 people that were there. And, and we went in and they were just giving us... Um, you know, got, uh, push carts to go. Oh my and we go in, and it was just literally an entire row of figures. And, and But it wasn't just figures. It was little figures. It was big figures. It was it was like electronics. It was oh all this God. stuff. And it was just, you know. It's you, so overwhelming. It's so <laughs> overwhelming. And I remember reading an article that Stephen Sansway, he said he walked in and went right, turned right around and walked out. This was before he he got the whole museum thing going. Right. It was just his collection at that time. And he just said it was too much. He just, he didn't know, he couldn't fathom it. No, and yeah. and you know, and I get sensory you know, overload, yes, you know, big time. So so we did that, but I did you know I I, I did not walk out. <laughs> <laughs> I I grabbed a a card, and only one. I did not do a two. I remember people there were two or three cards, you know. Oh I God. I just did, you know, and I tried to find. And, and the nice thing about that one was that it was so mm. much. There was so much product that no one was. You know, jumping over people. That's very nice. No, they, yeah, they, everybody cool. had it. There was plenty for everybody, which that's of course really was not a good thing for value because none of that stuff is worth. Okay. From a from a collectible standpoint, because there's so many. Right. Yeah. They just they just saturated the market. Right. And, um, so you're never a completionist, though. I think that's a good no, headspace no. to be in. Yeah. And, and and you know you try. I mean, there were things like I mean I tried to complete all the action figures. Sure. I figured that was a good you know all the three and three quarter inch, but then they had the the twelve inch collect you know those figures and it was like. You know, and, and at the time, I think I remember the bill being like $450, which today would get you like a, maybe a third of what you got. Right. You know, maybe even wow. like, a, maybe even less, maybe even like a tenth. It's wow. it's just crazy what it, what they go for now. Because figures were like, you know, three bucks at the time, you know, three, four bucks. Right. That's true. So, uh, hmm. you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a little bit overwhelming, but you know, I, I <sighs> took a deep breath. And went in. But it was it, a point of no return in a way. <laughs> but, the, but the Midnight Madnesses were so much fun. That is they really were, fun. They were such a great thing. You it's know. like anytime you can have something that feels like a mini celebration, I'm like, yes, yeah. let's yeah. do that. And it's just to have it, great. like, just to see the product on the shelves. Because, yeah. you know, being the age I am, I do remember walking through the local stores from, like, 1987 mm-hmm. through 1994 Right. And while there was Star Wars product in very small areas and mm-hmm. usually mail order, things like that, I remember there used to be a QVC show hosted by Steve Sansweet. Yes. And there were a few items. They did them on and off from the eight for late 80s, maybe not even the late 80s, early 90s to, mm-hmm. the, to the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. And, you know, most of the stuff that they were pushing there were not that great. But, you know, I'm still sitting there with the phone. I remember I didn't have cable. My, right. my sister-in-law had cable, so I would go to, we won't go hang out. Oh, my God. And I just literally sat there. And I would take the phone and I would just, yes, yeah, I need I, the applause 
you know, Star Wars figures, the three pack. Yes. You know, I really need to, it, to make sure that you're listening to Blast Points because my, my friends, Jason and Gabe from Blast Points are big QVC heads oh. and <laughs> they actually interviewed uh Steve Sansweet about it and then also they talked to the it was the other Steve the oh. other host was another guy named Steve yes yes and they so they've had whole episodes oh, I mean it, I've only watched them once but I just I there's didn't. a couple on YouTube can you watch them on YouTube I'm gonna there's a couple them. there's like film strip suspenders is a big thing oh, and then there was like the metal figure yeah oh, I remember the watches I got a the watches episode, were one, cool. episode one watch four pack and, oh nice and, and but again I'm like when would I ever wear those watches I know they eventually left the collection but that's true you know so well, speaking of that, and as far as what you were saying with, like, completing, like, a line of figures, do you, does your collection have a focus, or is it just kind of, like, whatever you're into at the time? I only collect, <clears throat> I only collect things that start with A. A figure, <laughs> A ship, A glass, A model. No. Uh, no, I, I, that's a really old joke. Anyway, I don't, um, I don't really have, I, I, it's whatever moves me, mm, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and you gotta understand, when you look around the room, you're looking at, 40 plus years of yeah. different things, you know, like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give you an example again. This is, you know, radio, not TV, but like pointing straight ahead. I mean, this is mm-hmm. all the stuff in that, in that middle shelf and the lower shelf. Those are all galaxy's edge. Specific. Toys, specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love galaxy's edge. I, you know, the start for those who don't know, start galaxy's edge is the name of this, the land in Disneyland and Disney world, Hollywood Studios. Yes. That is a whole land devoted to just star Wars. It's not actually a, place that celebrates star wars it is star wars it, you're in it's it. like you're in it and they have all this product and amazing stuff you can't get anywhere else mm-hmm. so um between that i mean there's the coke bottle i mean i was excited when they announced the coke bottle cool. thermal detonator bottle i thought that was the coolest thing i have a shirt from uh chicago that has the, the coke wars. logo in i, the I ended up <laughs> i couldn't get it in chicago because i wasn't there but i ended up getting that on ebay so you know Sorry. that's one thing but yeah. I you know I love the I love the vintage collection the vintage I I actually ironically have most of that from my childhood that's awesome so but when they like started re-releasing like retro figures things like that mm-hmm. I was collecting a lot of the three and three quarter inch for a while mm-hmm. but they came out with these eighteen inch ones you They're know really nice so no I can't say that my my collection has a specific focus certainly not mm-hmm. a character I mean I love being a music teacher. I love the bands, both Max Rebo's band and the Cantina the Cantina band. band. Mm-hmm. So you know, I love that. I love those, but it's whatever really strikes my fancy yeah. and, and what what moves me at that moment, um, which could be a lot of different things. And and consequently, you know, things that start off being a very close um, personal at- uh, you know attachment to me mm-hmm. can eventually leave you know i mean you know that, that those are things that i'm like that's why i have star wars yard sales once a year just to yeah. thin things out yeah well let's talk about that i had questions about like i okay. know you said you're downsizing so how do you manage that like when you have such an incredible collection and you decide you want to thin it out well first of all what? it's good to let you know why yes um, i mean i could tell you why and it really comes it's a very personal reason hmm. uh, and it has to do with my family my specifically mm-hmm. my father-in-law um, we are, I was very close to my, my, both my parents, of course, and my, my mom's still alive. My father passed away. Mm. Um, and then my wife's parents, um, mm-hmm. one passed away a while ago and then the other one, my, her father was 92 Wow! and he did, he lived a very full life yeah. and, 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 and not one with a lot of health issues. He was, he was actually very lucky That's awesome. until about the last two weeks of his life really. Wow. Uh, well, two months, there was a few issues there, but, mm. um, but then, but, but he was even functioning then. But we knew that the end was coming. Mm-hmm. So we prepared for it. And 
um, my wife was the executrix of the estate, mm. which is basically just his house, you know. And so, but you know, we're both teachers, we're both working, we're both take, you know, he's he. We know he's fading, so we took time off to be with him at, towards the end of, of his, course. And then you know, we're back and forth, back and forth. And then when he passed away, you know, my my wife and her family, her my my sister in law, brother in law, they had to take care of all the arrangements. I wanted to do my part to help, so I just started straightening up his house. Right. And getting his house in order because we knew we had to put the house up for sale. Right. We knew we had to do an estate sale. Now, my father-in-law was not a collector mm. of Star Wars or of any one thing. He yeah. was a collector of everything. Okay. He was a, <laughs> he was not a pack rat or a hoarder. Uh-huh. He just, you know, he lived life and he never wanted to, when he explored something, he would keep the remnants of that. Like, for example, for a while he was playing tennis. Okay. So he had his t- several tennis rackets and his tennis shoes and his tennis balls. And then and multiply that by like nine. Then he's doing <laughs> golf and then he's doing fishing and then he's doing woodworking. And, then, and, he, and he did mm-hmm. it. He didn't just like try it one day and forget about it. He did it for yeah. a while. With 92 years, you do a lot of stuff. Exactly. And there was stuff in the attic and there was stuff in the... Everybody didn't have a basement. Attic and the garage and right. this closet and that closet. So I was the one responsible for cleaning all of it out. And I and I did. You know, we went through everything and took some things that were sentimental. And mm-hmm. the family took things. But not a lot. And then we had an estate sale. And honestly, not a lot went. Interesting. Wow. People, you know, the, the, the lady who ran it said, yeah, they come in. They go for some of the, some of the you know, decorative, you know, yard row and things like that. But after that, the rest of it won't sell. And, right. And that came and went. And then they cleaned it out. And it all, it all, and I and I felt bad. I'm like, here's this guy's life, yeah. And it's reduced to you know being spread to spread around to anybody else who wants it, and then the rest of it just probably ends up in a landfill. Which I thought, you know, I mean that's that's the nature of life. I mean, you know, sure. you, you, you you collect. Everybody collects some items in their life yeah. of, of sentimental value, whether it's just a few things or you know Star Wars, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then they die, and then yeah. think of, you know, and, and and it really affected me. Yeah. So I came, you know, on the, I came when it was all said and done, everything was done. And I said to Cindy, you know, I, I said, I think I want to thin things out. I said, you know, our daughter's down in Florida. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen. She may stay there. She may come home. But even if she stays, you know, regardless mm. of whatever happens with her, we're probably going to end up, if not moving to Florida, at least snowboarding it when yes. I retire. Because we're Disney fans and we love to be down there. Yeah. So, but I can't, I, I mean, to leave this entire collection... <sighs> here or to try to transport it all down there and find a place that can hold it all doesn't you know i don't want to spend that kind of money and when i die i don't want sydney and our daughter my daughter if i'm the first one to go i don't want them to be shouldered with the burden Mm. of it so i said you know what that just changed everything changed for me and i said that doesn't mean i don't still collect of course you know i still do yeah it doesn't mean you're filling up a a dumpster or anything no of course i don't want to do that exactly so what what i want to do instead is you know this collection for 40 Three years, forty, however many, forty-six years, 46, has brought me so much joy. Yeah, and I want to share that out with the rest of the world. And then on top of that, I don't put things out for sale, you know, for yard sale prices. Nor do I put them out for flea mar- for toy show prices. Mm-hmm. It's usually somewhere in the middle because I don't care whether I make profit on it or not. That doesn't bother me. But if you know, if I have a figure that's in a package that I paid ten dollars for and I get five dollars for it, I'm fine with that. Okay, yeah. Um, but you add that, you multiply that by 10 or 100 or 1,000, mm. and that's a lot of money that mm-hmm. I put towards things like, you know, for example, last year, I think we made close to like $3,600. Okay. Stuff. So I did another savvy lifesaver bill. 
I, mean, I did it. I built a droid. There you go. And I was like, I went and I had like a room, like a wall full of stuff that I loved. And I, you know, sad to see some of it go. And sure. it brought me memory, happy memory. But then I got a great experience. And that, one item, yes. you know. Yes. So, so that's kind of where I see it working for me. And, and also it's like the, the kind of circle of life of collecting is like you get something and then it's part of your collection. And then when you're ready to get rid of it, quote unquote, it sounds harsh, but like it's going to go to someone else to their collection. Right. So and, then. And, and I have a lot of joy. Know? Like when I, you know, sometimes when I put it out, there'll be, you know, you'll get your, you get your, I said this, I was just saying this kind of hmm. on my channel. There are people that come in, like you get your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Who will come in and maybe they'll have their grandchild with them and they'll pick out a few of the items and yeah. they'll and they'll pay, you know sometimes they'll just get you know this and, and and the prices range you know like there there'll be a lot of loose stuff that I'll just have like five bucks or two bucks sure. or three bucks and they'll put take put twenty dollars down and buy like ten figures and I and then the kid takes them and is already playing with them before they get in the car That's and I great. I love that I'm like yes next generation exactly you know? and then and then you get your guy who's gonna come in and I had one guy he and his wife. I clearly were dealers, yeah. but they were nice. They were friendly. So there you go. And I said, you know what? Knock yourself out. And they literally filled, they, they put stuff on a pile. Wow. And I mean, I swear they took almost everything off of one day that I set up and they did not ask me to give them a deal on everything. Like they just, they, we added it up. They, they were going to give you what you were looking for. Yeah. They, for them, it was an investment in their job. Yeah. You know, and I said, you know what? This brought me joy. This brought me happiness all these years. If this can help you with your job and you and help put food on your table. Right. I am all for that too. That's so, so true. And that, yeah, and, that, and you never know if like selling or releasing something that someone really needs to complete their collection. They've had such a hard time finding right. it. And, and then, there's and there's that too. That's you the, never and know. And then you get some people that are clearly the and I always find that it could be any age, but a lot of times they seem to be in their like mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. and they're you know again they just got disposable income, they're yeah. working now, and they're and they just have an interest in this, and and they walk into a Star Wars yard sale. I mean, where do you see that? Very you know? rarely. And they have to, they're like, I just hit the mother load. Exactly. So, you know, they're calling. They, I remember one guy was calling his wife. He was so cute, and he was saying, "Oh, honey." You know, I can we can we can I can I go to the bank? I know, I know, I just deposited the check, but can I please go? Oh to my the god, bank? that's so. This cute. is like this is so much stuff. You're not even gonna believe it. You can hear her in the back, like, oh honey, that's do we so really cute. need all that? That's so cute, though, because you know? then the cycle continues. I think yeah. that's like one of the really cool so, things about collecting. Yeah, yeah, and I love that part of it, and I really do. And and I've just decided to make this kind of a yearly thing now. So I I I don't like to consider myself any kind of something like martyr or anything like that right you know it's it is something i do get some money for it and i do use that money with you know again daughter down in florida sure we go down and we do a lot of stuff together and we you know we with with a daughter living in florida we made like six trips last year that's a lot that's a lot of trips to florida and we stayed in disney property all time and we flew down five of the six times so it's important it all it all evens out we need we need money to help do that so if this can help you know, facilitate that, then we're good with that too. That makes so sense. Everybody kind of wins. Yeah, know. that's true. I'm so, like I said at the start of this, I'm so like fascinated by the collecting community. What kind of like experiences have you had within like the community of collectors? Like, do you talk to a lot of collectors? I know obviously you're on YouTube. I mean, but... I will say this. I I don't have a lot of direct 
hmm. contact with. I don't have a lot of friends okay. that are also collectors. I mean, not that I would, you know, I would turn them away. Of course. It's just, you know, I think it's partially because my job keeps me so busy. True. You know, you know what I've done. Yes. And, and for those who don't know, being a music teacher in a high school, it's a lot of hours. Well, because <laughs> you, know? you also did the marching band, and yeah. then you did the musical, and then you did, right. you know, it's and, a and lot. And I love it. I'm not complaining. Of course. I, lo- I love of course. what I do. But, um, time consuming. But it is time consuming. Yeah. So, you know, um, occasionally I will meet up with, um, you know, I'll go to a toy show. Sure. Um, you know, I, at the last celebration I went to was like 2010, so I haven't been there in a while. But when I'm there or at a toy show, you know, I can, depending on the situation, I might strike up a conversation with someone if I'm mm-hmm. waiting on a line specifically to get somewhere. Sure. You know, you do meet up with some people and you make up, you know, but it's very like they come into your life, they go out of your life just mm-hmm. as fast, you know, it okay, isn't something sure. like that. I, I, I'm, I'm often envious of the people like Steve Sansweet seems to have a friend in like every country. Right. You know, where, you know, they go out and buy stuff and he goes out here and buys stuff and I guess they, they trade, which mm-hmm. is awesome. I think that's such a great thing. I, I, I'm kind of envious that I never got into that type of a thing. But the other element of it is that just that, you know, I'm, you know, the, the work job keeps me very busy. True. And then I've always wanted, you know, I never want, you know, I was going for a master's for a lot of years. Mm, wow. And I didn't want to, um, you know, miss out on raising a child, raising our child, of you course, know, yeah. and not, you know, I just, I, I, I value family. I value things like that. So, and, you know, spending time with my parents, that kind of thing. Sure. So, um, in the end, I never really had that, you know, not, not that many connections. Having said that, you know, life is not over yet so right, i'm hoping course. that you know the channel has given me some 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 you know i guess as i mean it's a small viewership you know i'm trying to build it slowly sure but i do get some comments from time to time i do reach out sometimes it's the same people so we communicate i answer all my comments we go back by the way this is my my channel is darth tuba star wars unboxing yes channel. everything will be in the show in the description so yeah, just so check that out and you can check it out it's really just a basic yeah. channel where i just talk about star wars the different stuff that I've that have come through the mail. I still collect things come in. Sometimes I'll do a, a you know a retrospective on some of the figures that have come out. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know, experiences like like we just did taking you down to show the yeah. show the, the collection. Um, you know, but even the sale, even the yard sale, I'm getting ready to do. I talk about and um, you know I do get some comments back and forth from people. Yeah, and yeah, I does strike up. I have a lot of great conversations that come up with people that come in. Cool. Just nothing. For at this moment in time, there is nothing there. You know, I have that. I have a wonderful friend who is into Star Wars like I am, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't collect like I do. He collects movies. He likes collecting like DVDs of movies and Blu-rays and videos even of like, you know, even like bootleg different types of movies that have never been released. You know, that kind of thing. Wow, that's cool. That's his his forte. Right. So, um you know, but yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of where I am with that. And again, I'm open to you know formula, formula, formulating new types of of uh, relationships with people sure. when it comes to that. But but as far as my own collecting, you know, a lot of times people are very fixated on one thing. Like a lot of collectors collect, you know, only Admiral Ackbar, right, or only Yoda, or only I have Boba a few Fett. Friends that have collections, and like that's that. yeah, that's great. That's really I, cool. I, I think that's a really cool thing to have a focus like that. For me, it's been more of a hodgepodge, you know, right? A little bit yeah, of the, which I, at times I'm like, ugh. Look at this place. It's, yeah. Like, even my wife, she comes down and she's like, I can't look at it. It's, it's, for her, it's like sensory overload. It's a lot. It is a lot, you know what but I mean? But it's, but it's, it's like, just walking through it now and it, we're gonna, uh, Will will put up on his channel, uh, the video of us walking through, so I'll link that below. But, uh, just seeing it all, it's, it's really like, it's, it's magical. It, <laughs> Cause it's all the things 
where you just see something and you're like, oh my God, I love that. Oh my God, I love them. Oh my God. That's like, I'm looking in this one cabinet and there's Hoth Leia. There's Scavenger Ray with BB-8. There's Bosk. There's Mando with the like original pre-Beskar Mando <laughs> with the helmet on the spike. And that's like three things right there. And then I even, I'm seeing so much good stuff. And that's like Luke with the bucket hat. <laughs> and the poncho, you know? know, like know. that's so good. And yeah, so everything has a story, you know, everything like that's the that's so cool. S- sometimes it's a story that makes me think of the story of the film or the TV show sure. or whatever. And sometimes like a lot of this is kind of falls into the more high end stuff falls into that. But then I'll look at something like, you know, or, well, like I said, we talked about the Galaxy's Edge stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll look at something like, OK, like right over here we have there is a about 18, 20 inch Boba Fett kind of it's it's a super seven kind of boba fett is it supposed to be a nutcracker no it's oh, not. okay <laughs> but it, it looks like that right? yeah what this is essentially is a throwback to a toy that came out in the in the late 70s early 80s oh. it was a shogun warriors kind of big fig you know play not not play set but play figure yeah that you know the the hand actually launches out Okay. And, you know, there's just it's just a gigantic thing, and it's a kind of a Japanese animation, Japanese kind of inspired oh, thing. Oh, interesting. They did come out with a Godzilla, which is the one I had as a kid. So I have a resonant. I don't have the Godzilla anymore, but mm. this Boba Fett to me kind of sparks the memory of me having that Godzilla. Yeah, figure, that's cool. But it's in a Boba Fett style, so that gives me a, a, a wonderful memory with that. Yeah. So, you know, everything has, like, that kind of memory. And of course, we talked about the Burger King glasses, you oh know. God, so Some good. of those I've purchased later in life. Some of them I did get at the at Burger the time, King. time, yeah. So, you know, wow. the, so a lot of them have, like, stories about my life, stories about yeah. times in my life. That's And, and again, I, like, when I think of the prequels and I think about when we go back to that, that prequel Midnight Madness, I have a very vivid memory of my life at that point. My wife and I were married. My our daughter was really little. Uh-huh. And we were living in, in Hillsboro. And then three years later, when we had the Midnight Madness for episode two, mm-hmm. now we're in a townhome. Right. We downsized. And it was just a different life. But our daughter was older. She was talking. You know, it was, it was a different life. And, and it was a different snapshot. Yeah. And then episode three, by then, we're here. And we just moved here. So it was, and, wow. we didn't, and we didn't have the addition on. So it was a very small, very tight little space. But it was really, really fun. And, you know, fast forward again to, you know... Uh, to the Clone Wars one in 2008 or 9. And, you know, at that point, I remember I went to the one that we were staying with Cindy's family. We went down to visit her dad and we were in South Jersey. So we went to, I went to a Toys R Us in South Jersey at midnight, you know. There you go. So there's always these snapshots and I think I that's... I feel like that's like the magic of Star Wars too is that when yeah. every movie comes out you can kind of remember where you were. You know, right. that's that's one of the things that is so beautiful about... Yeah. The and I think that's... A, I think the memories that are in part of your life mm-hmm. are somewhat connected. Yeah. You know, to some of the collecting. Totally. You know, so. Okay, so that may, that kind of segues us into this. So every time I talk to a collector, I have some collector questions that I'm going to ask. And I'll, I'll ask these to every collector I talk to. So here's here's those questions. And okay. We might have kind of covered it. Sure. And so we'll just, you know. So what has been your favorite, like, fan experience that you've had? Like, do you have one that super stands out? For me, it's Chicago 2019 watching the Rise of Skywalker trailer on the show floor. That's the one for me that, like, I will never forget that moment. Do you have, like, a, a fan I, moment? I'm going to say, I can never ask for just one. Uh, no, say, there's so many. I know. I'm going to say, there. I mean, there's these are two standouts. Mm. These are two standouts. There's been a lot. Okay? Of course. But two standouts. And, and I'm going to, one of them's kind of a confession. 
So sorry for those of you who might have been there. But uh, I want to talk about Celebration 3, which was... Did you one, go to that? Is that the one in L.A., right? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that someday. Anyway. Yeah. So I went to Celebration 3 with my no, friend. No, Celebration 3 was Indianapolis. 4 was L.A., I believe. Okay. Uh, no, it was 3, and it was Indianapolis. Okay, I'm yes. sorry. It was Indianapolis. Because L.A. was the uh, anniversary. Right. Yeah. I did do that one, too. But, oh, my God. Okay. But, but the one <laughs> I went when was in Indianapolis, yes. and it was with my same friend who collects movies. Okay. He and I went together. And that was a nice experience, because yeah. it was it was great to go with a friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, if I don't know if you remember, but that was the first time that George Lucas was I, making an appearance. I do recall. Yeah. I've been doing some insane celebration research lately, so this is all fresh in my mind. Okay. But yes, he did like the three t- different interviews. Yes, okay. Yes, so um, I had not intended to go okay. to the interview because I did not want to wait on a line all night. People started waiting at midnight. Right. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. really, and, and here's the thing. I'm not a. It's a I'm, I'm not a, a, you know against waiting on lines. No, sure. I mean, it's <laughs> but, part of our. It's part of our. It's part of what we do. It is, but I will say that I have always found mm-hmm. so many wonderful things to do, even in celebration, that did not involve waiting on a line or True. waiting on a line for like ten minutes as opposed to yes. So I I didn't really want to do that. You know, we talked. My friend and I talked about it, and we we're like looking at the line. It was already outside. <laughs> it was cold. It was raining. We're like, yeah, we're not doing that. So we go go back to the hotel. Next morning, it's early in the morning, we're, we're walking down, and we see that we're walking towards the the entrance mm. to where the line is, like, we're walking in one direction, it's just us, and then we get down the sidewalk, and then on the, right at the entrance to the left is the entrance to the hotel. On If you were to keep going, the, the opposite side is the line of people that have been waiting out all night. Okay. <laughs> there was a little point of confusion going on that mm. we didn't ha- know what was going on we just wanted to go into the go go find the entrance just into celebration so we go in and we go we turn to go into the building and the there's a confusion thing something gets paused with the line going mm. in to see george lucas and we turn in and we go in and the a security person looks at us and says are you guys here to see george lucas and <laughs> i fo- i apologize to the, any of the people that were waiting outside all night but oh my god! I just took a moment and I just went, "Why, yes, yes, we are." The answer friend, to that question is always yes. My yes, like, when someone asks you if you are God, <laughs> you say yes. <laughs> no, to quote a Ghostbusters reference, but anyway. So my my friend, he's Mister Total Honesty, and he's Aww. about to say, "Well, no, no," and I'm like, and I just without even I have to say, I grab his arm, and I'm like, "Why, well, yes, yes, we are." <laughs> we walk right in. Oh my we get. God. I mean, now, in fairness, I will tell you that they, they did not manage that line very well. And yeah. there was actually some open seats. So everybody who wanted to get in got in. Okay, but, good. So that, I didn't feel too bad. But good. we got in and we were, I mean, we weren't like right up front, but we were kind of in the middle middle back and we got to see George Lucas. So oh, my God. That was a really cool experience. Uh, just just being able to be there. And was it, it was him in conversation with, I think, Jay LaGaia, right? Or the guy who played Captain Typho? I think so, yeah. And then was Rick McCallum there? I think there? Rick McCallum was there, too. Of course he was. Yes. <laughs> So that was that that's was, a good one. That was one the one fan thing, and the other one is a little less Star Wars and more just music in general. I got mm. to see John Williams conduct the oh. Philadelphia Orchestra in the Man's Center, that's and that great. was just. But but my favorite part of it was that you know it was all a bunch it was all John Williams music from all different movies. Yes. but of course they ended with Star Wars, and <sighs> my daughter I guess was about what do I want to say 12, 11, maybe ten, eleven, twelve somewhere mm. in that window, and you know we had her standing. On the seat, because so she could see a little better. Because we were up 
back pretty far. Yeah. But they had the screens, and you could see them conducting, and they, and they do the whole thing. And First of all, it's the Philadelphia Orchestra. It's like the best orchestra in the Amazing, world, basically. Yeah. And they're playing Star Wars. Ugh. You got to give it up for the trumpets and horns, because they just, it was, you know, John Williams' piece after John Williams' piece is just Whatever Very movie, you know, heavy. <laughs> trumpets and horns, trumpets and horns, the whole night, oh and they just kept, and they ended with Star Wars, you know. Yeah. So at the very end of it, my daughter, right before the the thunderous applause really kicks in, my daughter shouts at the top of her lungs, "My dad thinks you're the man!" Oh my god! <laughs> and my, I was there. My wife was there. My parents were there. We were just laughing. Oh my god, that's so cute. So. It was just a fun moment, you know. I don't think he heard us. But. No, but that's still so fun. That's oh, adorable. Yeah. Oh, of course, and, and again, uh, Galaxy's Edge, you know, the yes. first walking into Galaxy's Edge. They cried like yeah. anybody. You it's know. so overwhelming. The, the Falcon. It's, it's incredible. The Yeah, that's a whole nother. We'll talk I'm not about crying it. now. I am just got allergies. <laughs> <laughs> we both do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll have another day where we talk just Galaxy's Edge because that's, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Okay. Do you have, this is such a typical boring collector question, but do you have a holy grail item that you would, even, even if it's not something you would realistically actually buy, it's like something that you would just love? Oh, you mean like a, like something I don't have? For your I collection, have. yeah. I would love, probably never get it. Right. All right. And again, with the, with the way things are now, I think it's like less and less likely with each passing year. <laughs> but if I could own a prop from the movie. Oh, from screen, any movie, screen a screen-used yeah. prop. I always thought about the thermal detonator. You know, I have, I have like you know, a prop replica. I have, yes. you know, Disney actually made one, um, and I actually got some fan-made one. But if I could get a prop replica, and, and, and I don't really need it to be any anything specific. I mean, it, it, I, I just think of that because it's small. Yeah. Like, I laughed. I remember seeing that um, when they were doing the prequels, they... They were people that were selling the furniture from Palpatine's office. Oh my god! Because they just t- this was just set pieces, yeah. and they just took them and dumped them in the dumpster. So somebody would go dumpster diving, grab a, grab a chair, grab a couch, oh and god. you were selling it for like fifty bucks, but you had to go and get it. And this is in uh, Australia. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I'm like, hmm, how do I make this work? <laughs> fifty bucks, man. But then of course it's going to probably be about another three thousand dollars to right. get it shipped. Oh but, man. Um, so something screen used would be like something screen used would be really neat. Just something that I could like center the collection around. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's cool. I, I, you know, that's that's with each pass, I mean, there's a, there's a place called Prop Store in UK that does like oh. auctions and stuff. But like anytime, you know, I, I always register. Sure. But anytime I see stuff that comes up, I mean, even like a storyboard, Oof. you know. But even like that, it's like you know, it goes to like. You know, ten thousand dollars, a patch yeah. of Wookie fur. Oh my god! You know, it wasn't even screen used. It was just part of a pelt that they had, and it's like you know, three thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah. never mind. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, that's still a good answer. Um, and then the next question is, what have, do you have like a best score story, like a, a thing that you got that was like, oh, this is good, or like even if well, it wasn't like for a cheaper price, just something that was like a good. I mean, I've got to say, get. Af- after watching a few collectors on YouTube, seeing them go to like toy show, like like collector conventions, like yeah. ICC Con, and I've seen what people are charging for just the vintage, like loose vintage figures. I'm feeling like my entire childhood is a score, wow. you know? Because yeah, I'm like, that's true. Like, God, this is like everything is people are. Sp- I mean, even like even just loose, incomplete figures are going for ten, twenty dollars, like without a card back or <laughs> yeah, just. I mean, with the card back, it's like crazy. So wow. I would say, though, my, my I, we mentioned it earlier, the Revenge of the Jedi, um, San Diego Comic-Con, and then there's another one in the back uh, that's a, another San Diego Comic-Con, like, yeah. s- like a six-pack of figures. 
they I, I, I didn't go to San Diego Comic Con. Wow. I just paid for them immediately after the right. fact on, on, on eBay. Mm-hmm. Which I, and by the way, I, I some people hate eBay. I love eBay because anything I really want, I know how much it costs to go to San Diego Comic Con and to buy the tickets and to stay in a hotel and to eat food it's and a to, lot. and I'm like that cost twice as much as what I paid what the, what the person bought they 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 got it for like I don't know I want to say like seventy five eighty dollars I paid one sixty or something that's for not it. bad and now the thing is worth thousands so See? I would say that's probably my 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 best score that's a good one but I mean I don't do things for score you know I for no, scoring yeah. I just but if you were to ask me that that's probably what I would say that and the the entire vintage boxes I mean I even like my backdrops or my my I I kept all the boxes. I see people buy selling boxes for hundreds of dollars. Like, Oof. Jeez. All right. Wow. So. I mean, this is kind of off topic from the collector questions, but do you, would you ever, I know you have your yard sale, which is awesome, but also would you ever like do the eBay thing and get I rid did. of some, You did. Okay, oh, I've good. Done eBay. There you yeah. go. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about eBay now is that they keep changing the rules. So I, mm. I don't always know. You know, sometimes I go years before you know before I do it again. Right. I mean, I buy stuff probably once every six months or so. Okay. You know? But selling, I usually was doing a thing like for a while. I remember I sold, I sold like there was a whole bunch of. Uh, I, I I went through. I did a, I did a thing. And this was years ago. Mm. You know, I had purchased every figure mm-hmm. in the card, and you know, I'm talking about like Power of the Force, Power of the Force Two, or sorry, the Power of the Force Two, Power of the Jedi. All these different like lines of figures, and then and then I realized that I'm like looking through them all. I'm like, I don't need seventeen snowtroopers. Yeah. So I kept one. Yeah. Maybe two if they were slightly different. Right. And then the rest of them were just repacks on new cards, and I sold. So I stacked up a bunch of toys, and I sold them on eBay. But the problem is with eBay. I mean, eBay, you know, they need to make their money too. Of course. You know. So when you and and the, and the post office shipping goes up and up and up and up. Ooh, it really so does. in the end, you just. You're just, you know, you really got to find someone who really, really wants what you got mm. and is willing to pay a little extra. Right. Or you have to take, like, take, you know, take a cut out of it so that, you know, you, you make it. I try to make it very desirable. I put it at the very, like, I'm not even interested. Sometimes I even put it out there for, like, what I paid. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, plus the shipping and everything. Sure. And, and uh, it was good. But it's a lot of work. It you is. Know, a yard sale is a lot of work, but it's one day or one weekend. No, the eBay thing, that's that can be a job if you yeah. want it to be. You I, know? And, yeah. and I don't. <laughs> no. Would you ever um, Would you ever table at like a, a toy con or anything? I consider that. That, that might fun. be that my re- be fun. That might be my retirement. All you know, right. Something I'll do like, you know, either set up a, we have a place in Lambertville, which is a town next door to ours. They have a thing called the Golden Nugget, which is like a flea market. And they have yeah. tables. You buy a table for like 20 bucks. Yeah, and, and there's a couple up. like Garden State Comic Con. Sometimes yeah. the tables can be pricey, but yeah. But if you do it right, that could be fun. I might do that someday. Yeah, that that could be something I would look into. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Okay, last question. What does this broad? But what does being a Star Wars fan mean to you? Wow, I know uh, <laughs> it means a lot. It means a lot. It's something I tell my students a lot too. Is that um, you have to understand? For me personally, uh, you know my my love affair with Star Wars. Became at the exact same time as my love affair with music. Yeah. So so there's um, because I was six years old when Star Wars came out, and I was six years old when um, I picked up the violin for the first time. My parents bought a piano. I started plucking away at the piano, you know, keys, and that was when my journey began for that. Right. So when I realized that there was, you know, the music always connected both fandoms. Yeah. The, the music always connected me to Star Wars, and it always connected me, you know, music itself connected me. So for me to 
have that journey kind of be shared, it's just been amazing. And, and on the rare occasion, it doesn't happen all the time. You would think I would do this every year, but I don't. But uh, every now and then, you know, I'll like today, this year, we took the orchestra to Disney. And we got to play in the Disney Springs Waterside stage. And one of the pieces we played was the Empire Strikes Back medley. So for me to be able to play, first of all, be in Disney, which, I'm, which I love, and then to be able to conduct the orchestra playing Star Wars music, yeah, I'm in my element. So when I can combine my fandom and my passion like that, my, yeah. or both passions, if you will. Well, not to mention, I don't know if you still do this, but when I graduated high school... After the graduation's over, we toss the caps and then you play... The throne room march from Star Wars and we still do it. Oh my god, <laughs> it's the best. In fact, it's become a thing where the kids who graduate, who want to, who, who were in the band or the orchestra, yeah. they, they run, they like throw the thing fast and they don't even wait for it to come back down. They run to the orchestra to sit in and play So they again. can play, yeah. Like, there's a good, oh at least god. a dozen kids who, will, who do not want... To miss a note of playing. That is so good. So even though they graduated, it's for them I to love exit. It. And they're like, nope, we're going to play it. So and won- by the way, this is also off topic, but I just have to tell you that I shared the video. I, f- I forget how I found it, but when we did um, Duel of the Fates oh. in Cabaret, which oh is like God. a talent show at my high school. And... <sighs> You had us you up part there. Of that, with, right? Oh yeah. Oh my god. You had us up there doing lightsaber choreography. I, in, in fairness, I will say that <laughs> with that, we did totally steal that from another school. Okay? It was very cool. But, but we I went out, I found somebody was selling like twenty five lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Like the, these were like the toy lightsabers. They didn't they I don't even think they lit they may have lit up. No, I don't even think they lit no, up. No, I don't think they but did. But they did extend completely into the hilt. Yes. So with a little poop, you could have them come right out and be a lightsaber. And I had the jazz band in the pit with the fiddlers that were. They, there was another act that yep. came and played. Da, 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 da. It was so epic. I and here's the thing. I don't know if you knew this, but this 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 year I retired from cabaret. Yes. And I desperately wish we could have done it. Oh my god! But it, we just did not have the time to put it in. Yeah, I mean, but, um, I will say like. As a senior in high school, I was definitely like, this is ridiculous. But now when I look back <laughs> on it, but now when I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> You're welcome. Especially <laughs> You're welcome. that song is so good. And it's like, now I know the lyrics to the weird, yes. like morphed Russian or yes, whatever. Or, that, or Sanskrit or whatever. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. So, no, no, but that's great though. The connection from your fandom to music. That totally that's, makes that's sense. That's a big part. Other than that, I would just say that it's just been a lifelong journey. I was, I'm, I'm, at, the, I'm at the age. And again, I, I begrudge nobody who's getting into Star Wars fandom now. Of course. Yeah. At any age. I mean, you're never too old or young. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that, you know, I was at that point where, you know, it was like the movies were made for me or my age, you know, little kid. And then I grew up with it. Right. So, you know, when the second movie was a little more mature, well, I was more mature. So were you. You know, and then the third movie was like wrapping things up. And at that point, I was ready for it to be wrapped up to go yes. on to other things. And then by the time it came back, now, unlike a lot of fans my age, I did not have a disdain for the prequels. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adored the prequels. Yeah. I was I was here for it. Now, did that mean I liked every ounce of dialogue? Every No. I, of course, but... There, but but there was enough of everything. Well, first of all, again, you know, you put John Williams in the in the, in the driver's seat when it comes to the score, Ugh, and I was just... So good. Except for the stupid titles of the tracks, which we got the CD oh, three weeks ahead, God. and when you see track whatever is 
Qui-Gon's noble end. I'm like, what? We talked about that on my celebration <laughs> panel. That's like the funniest thing. I'm like, uh, like, what are you thinking? Why? It's so funny because something like that would never happen. Now. No, no, no. And for that movie, like, like such a big. What thing. are you thinking? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so- no, there's just just that, and and I've always loved. I I, I mean, I had I just loved it. I loved mm-hmm. when the prequels came out. Maybe it was because I had a daughter at that point. Yeah, and she, that was her first live action movie that she saw, and she oh, really liked awesome. it. Yeah. She's not. I wouldn't call her the uber fan that I am, but like she actually has delved into her own fandom for things like Doctor Who. Right, and she's always so cute. She's like, Dad, you know, you're, you're not embarrassed by me loving Doctor Who, and I'm like. Karina, have you seen my basement? Have you met? <laughs> have you? Have you? Do you not remember the basement? <laughs> How can I judge you on any fandom? My exactly. God, just because it's not necessarily Star Wars, it doesn't matter to me. No. But she, but she did get back into Star Wars with the um, sequel trilogy sure. and Mandalorian. We watch, we like group watch Mandalorian each week. Oh, when that's it comes fun. Out. So yeah. it's it's a nice it's a nice family bonding experience that we get to do. So. That's so true. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with me. Oh my me. God, this has been awesome. Thank Anytime. you for Anytime. showing me your collection. Please check out, it's Darth Tuba. Oh uh, yeah, Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. You just do YouTube, go into YouTube and just do a search for Darth Tuba. I think you can do it one or two words and, and, <laughs> and you should get something that comes up that you just see my ugly mug on the screen. And it will also be linked below. So check that out. Thank you so and, much. Yeah, I'm sure I'll have you on again. So oh, please do. Yeah, this is fun. Thank this you. Is great. To a Larger World, the podcast, created and hosted by Kara DJ and produced by me, Travis Bryant, at Force Time. Follow the show on Instagram at Into a Larger World Project and support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash into a larger world. Have a Star Wars fandom story to tell? Send an email to into a larger world project at gmail.com and you can be featured on an upcoming episode. Subscribe, rate, and review everywhere you listen to podcasts. Until we meet again, May the Force be with you.